Welcome to the Sugar Freedom Show. I'm your host, Catherine Best Gordon. Today's episode is the top three myths about weight loss. Let's dive right in. The top three myths about weight loss are number one, eat less, number two, move more, and number three, no pain, no gain. These three myths have caused enormous suffering to the countless individuals who have struggled to lose weight after cheap food became abundant and skinny bodies became fashionable in many parts of the world during the last century. The three big myths all have something in common. They violate what I call the Einstein rule, which is, quote, solutions must always be as simple as possible, but not simpler, unquote. All three myths oversimplify weight loss to a devastating degree, especially for people who respond to popular diet and exercise programs by experiencing hunger, fatigue, and injury. My experience with long-term recovery from obesity and as a personal trainer and a certified nutrition specialist and a body transformation coach, my experience has taught me that people who have the physiological tendency to store fat in response to the standard American diet simply cannot get leaner with standard American weight loss advice. Myth number one, eat less. The two biggest promoters of fat building are hunger and cravings for fast foods. Naturally slender people in a state of good physical health have very little trouble choosing nourishing foods. They eat to satiety and then they get on with life. But people who tend to store food as fat, whether this is a result of genetics, life events, economics, or environment, increase appetite to the point of uncontrollable cravings when they try to eat less by counting calories. What gets measured gets managed, and counting calories with apps and food labels makes it easy, so it's no surprise that people try calorie counting first. The trouble is, is that the foods with fewer calories rarely deliver the amount of nourishment and satisfaction required to turn off the drive to eat, and this leads to the anxiety and frustration that can only be relieved by a hit a fast hit of hyper palatable foods. So once you get on this hunger, craving, overeating roller coaster, it takes a highly nutritious eating plan to get you back on solid ground again. So the plan is quite simple. It's adequate protein, carbohydrates, and fat for energy and satiety, but not too much of either one. So we're going back to that Einstein rule. Solutions should be as simple as possible, but no simpler. So instead of just eating less, what we're doing is we're looking at eating better, choosing adequate protein, carbohydrates, and fat to get the energy and nourishment you need. So it's not this oversimplification of just eat less, which leads to just counting calories, which means you're, you're choosing foods that might not be allowing you to get into a state where you can get satisfied and not overeat. So once again, it's that simple plan, protein, carbohydrates, and fat according to what works for you, but not the oversimplified plan of just eating less. So fat burning, weight releasing, inflammation healing foods generally require you to plan, shop, and prepare. If you think about it, I like to think of in terms of a farmer's market diet. So if you think about the foods that are at the farmer's market, you've got all of your different vegetables that grow above the ground. You've got fruits, sometimes low sugar fruits, berries and melons, sometimes higher sugar fruits, but 
We like to stick with the lower sugar fruits. They're right there at the farmer's market in front of you. And at our farmer's market here in Sonora, California, very often we have uh, ranchers visiting and they're bringing grass-fed beef. We've got people visiting who are bringing eggs as well. They might actually also be bringing local dairy. So you've got these foods that you can get at the farmer's market and then those local foods. And you could even think in terms of on top of it, here's the way I like to think about it, the farmer's market, the butcher, and what the milkman would have brought years ago. So it's this idea of going back to what your grandmother or your great-grandmother would have eaten the way they ate, going to the greengrocer, going to the butcher, and then having the milkman come to your house. So it's this very, very old-fashioned strategy. But if you think of all those things, think of the farmer's market and the butcher and the dairy. Well, maybe not the dairy. You can just open the bottle of milk or you know, get your butter or whatever it is you're eating or pour some cream. But if you think about the farmer's market and you think about the butcher, those foods generally need to be prepared in some way. You've got to wash your lettuce. You've got to wash your fruit. You're cooking your vegetables. You're cooking your different your different meats. You're preparing your eggs. So these are the foods that actually take a bit of effort to put the meals together as opposed to the ability to simply go to a drive through window or grab something at work. And this is one of the big things that I've discovered. Um, you know, I've had you know, different day jobs because, you know, mainly I am an actor and a singer and a dancer and a podcaster and a fitness studio owner a few years ago. But when I was doing, you know, my old you know, pay jobs, don't, don't quit your day job. Very often you think about what's in the break room. And it's all of these packaged snacks. And oh my goodness, it's, it's, and also a lot of times when you do well at work, they have celebrations by giving everybody ice cream and pizza and fast food. And, you know, it's really wonderful and it's a nice perk to give people. But literally, there have been many times in the break room where there's, where there's all this food in the break room, but there's absolutely nothing that I can eat as someone who is a sugar and carbohydrate addict. That's just the way it is. So these healthy, nourishing, satisfying foods, they require thought and shop, shopping and preparation. However, the good news is, is that we, if you get a program like Sugar Freedom, which leads out, you know, lays out all kinds of menus for you, if you think about this concept of a farmer's market diet, you really can make a plan and you can do some preparation in the morning. And I'll just share with you, uh, it's summertime, and my husband and I, and he's done really well, he's lost a significant amount of weight lately, even though he was originally and for a long time naturally slender. Well, we get up in the morning about every other day or every three days and we get the Weber grill going and we grill barbecue enough food to last us for several days. So what we're putting on the grill is we're not just doing the meats on the grill, but we're also doing things like uh, bell peppers, cauliflower, broccoli, so um, corn on the cob, because he can tolerate corn on the cob, I can't. So we're also doing these wonderful above ground vegetables at the same time that we're doing our meats. And it makes an absolutely huge difference by doing this preparation, and then you go to the refrigerator, you open that refrigerator, and there's always something ready. And one of the great breakdowns that I've used and I've used with my clients for years is this very simple, uh, you've got your traditional, you know, maybe, you know, eggs and bacon for breakfast, you've got a salad and a protein at lunch, and then 
you've got another protein and above ground vegetables and maybe another salad at dinner. One of the things that my husband is doing and that I've been doing for years now is just natural intermittent fasting. We're only really hungry for two meals a day, so that's all we're eating. So this intermittent fasting is happening naturally. And of course, I do more podcasts on that, and I'll do a podcast on his weight loss, um, which has been just really, really gratifying and so exciting to just see his belly fall off Yay, because it's so good for his health. And I'll do a podcast on that coming up. But to recap, today's podcast is those three myths about weight loss, those top three myths, and today's number one, which is eat less, violating the Einstein rule, which is simple as possible, but no simpler, and understanding that it isn't enough to simply eat less. It really is important to eat better. And in terms of eating better, managing protein, carbohydrates, and fat, and then just this better understanding of how you're managing those three macronutrients, adequate protein, and if you're in a program where you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to get stronger, we really do see, you know, one gram of protein for every pound of your desired body weight. I know that sounds like a lot of protein, but, you know, for somebody like me who's five foot one and 57, really being happy right around, you know, right around 120 pounds, that's 120 grams of protein a day. And yeah, that's a lot of protein, but it tends to work. Um, And then the second number, if you are a sugar addict, like I am very often restricting your carbohydrates to 20 grams a day, which will still allow you two salads and a serving of vegetables, or maybe also a serving of berries or melon, that that restriction to 20 grams a day, it just, oh my goodness, it works beautifully for me and it has worked really well for many of my readers and clients. It's definitely working for my husband. So restricting carbohydrates to around 20 grams a day. And then finally eating fat to satiety. And the understanding is you've got your, you got your 120 grams of protein, you got your 20 grams of carbohydrate, and then you use fat to the point where you're satisfying your appetite, but you are getting leaner and fat loss is happening. So kind of keep an eye on your fat. You don't want to overeat it, but you're not restricting to the point where you're hungry and so you're searching for food. So I really hope that this is helpful because I have to tell you, it has worked for me. It has worked for my husband. It's worked for so many of our readers, this understanding of don't just eat less, eat better. And you can do that by eating those simple old fashioned foods that your grandmother would have eaten and understanding adequate protein, carbohydrates, and the right amount of fat. Oh, I hope this helped you today. I know it has helped lots of my readers and lots of my clients and tune in next week where we are going to look at myth number two, which is move more. I'll give you a hint. It's about more than just moving more. I want you to move better and do what works for you. As always, be well and eat for yourself and come back and listen to The Sugar Freedom Show.